Hi, and welcome to the My Muy Bueno Women in Business podcast. I'm Justine Murphy, founder of My Muy Bueno, and welcome back, everyone. I hope you have all had a fantastic last two weeks since the last podcast. Um, I've been overwhelmed with messages from so many of you. I can't quite even believe how many men have listened to the episode, which has blown me away. Um, Really, I'm just, uh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you that so many of you listening, whether you are male or female, whether you have a business or you don't, um, lots of you just listening to be inspired. And that's, that's what this podcast is all about. And you don't have to be a woman in business to listen in. And I hope that... um, Uh, when you listen that whatever we talk about may empower and resonate with you and inspire you both personally and professionally so yeah really fantastic glad that you all enjoyed um last week and we'll keep on of course as as this crazy time continues and new restrictions and new limitations are brought in in different parts of the world that we just keep on navigating through it together and I'll keep on kind of touching on it. Um, But this week we are turning our attention to a different area, um, an area which is about community and community is so important. Um, I've built my muy bueno up uh, with kind of different communities over the years. I've got my kind of super yacht community of all the different chefs, uh, the online community, which then translates into the kind of real world as well with the um, culinary world of chefs and my muy bueno chefs and the interviews and the uh, restaurants and chefs that we interact with and have had come to the school and that sort of thing. And then women in business community, of course, when I'm physically in the real world, had the uh, breakfasts and the event days and then even on my Instagram community too just different um, whether it's mums or people in Mallorca or different people who are just drawn to uh, the same things that I am and sharing and been on a journey with me really over all of these years um, and that's what it is each one of those communities has built up from the bottom um, through connections through people through online and real life um and yeah it's it's amazing and it's it's such an essential part of having a business um everything we do in business is to help other people and so building a community um that really kind of symbolizes i guess and stands for what you're about what your values are about will just bring the right people um like magnets towards you because they too will feel the same way or share the same values so people and building your community it's it's a very um important area and it's one that I really wanted to be able to get um a guest on to be able to share but especially this guest because she's done it so very well and our guest is Anne Scott who is the founder of Gurgon International, which has now in its community over 500,000 members and growing every day. She is an incredible example of a woman who has, who, who just started her business, uh, her business, her community, just from a, a, an area, a passion and a need and a, a want to make friends and to grow 
um, her relationships and friendships with others, uh, feeling very isolated in the first country she was in. And to then for that to have then grown organically and naturally to what it is today um, is quite remarkable. And she'll be sharing a lot more about that as we talk. Um, and now to have taken all that she's learned to turn that into a business in its own uh, way now uh, to share and impart with others, uh, other companies, other individuals, teams, brands to help them with their growing communities based on everything she has learned and knows and also has studied. So um, with no further ado, I will uh, let's get let's get playing this because I'm very excited for you to hear everything that Anne has to share and uh, I hope you all enjoy it. So welcome today Anne Scott. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Yay! It's so good <laughs> to have you here. You, I, you're our first guest on the show and for me it was so important to have you here because I'm trying to um, share in steps over every podcast to really kind of build the layers of business and the personal side of things and the experiences we all go through along the way. Um, but I think first and foremost, tackling about community because it's the people that, you know, make a business. We, are, we all have businesses for helping people and having those connections are so poignant. So I wanted to be able to, because I had you at our real, you were a guest. I two, was there. <laughs> two, two years ago, you were there when we were doing the real life um, women in business. So here we are quite aptly two years on, on the podcast. But last time we talked about social media, this time really getting your input on growing your community, given that you are pretty much an expert in that field. <laughs> So just wanted to see. So I'm told. <laughs> um, if you can just start with maybe just sharing kind of, you know, your journey and with our listeners and how it all began. Sure. So actually this month we celebrate 10 years of the first community I ever built and that's called Girl Gone International. And I basically started back in October, was it September, October 2010, because I just moved to Hamburg. So it was like my 10th city move in 10 years. And I was exhausted, <laughs> I was exhausted, <laughs> like having to start my life again. And like you sometimes roll up to a city and you've got no job, you have to find an apartment, you don't understand the language necessarily or any of the administrative procedures in the town you're in. So it's, it's very difficult to move overseas. I think mm. a lot of your listeners as well will <laughs> know that for sure. Mm, very lonely. And so, yeah, and like I was super, super lonely. And so I kind of thought, well, how do I speed up this process? Like, how do I meet other women? Like, I can't walk around the streets of Hamburg with a sandwich board going, hi, I need friends. Will you be my friend? It's weird. <laughs> and is a woman in a city that you don't really know it's not also it's also just not safe yeah. um so to kind of avoid awkwardness and safety issues I was like mm, I'll just kind of go online and see if I can kind of find other women living overseas like me in Hamburg and so that's basically how I started the community it was just with I think in the first meetup there's like six of us maximum so when people look at the size of the community today I'm like no no, no don't look at that don't be overwhelmed mm -hmm. so this is 10 years down the line like look what, mm. where we were at at month one month two and that was and on we, facebook that you initially it was on, yeah 
again, like it was 2010. So Facebook was just kind of starting to kick off. Mm. It's not like it was what it is today. Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't groups, for example, you were very limited to profiles and that kind of thing. So the platform was very different then. And, but there were events. And so what I actually did was I was looking at different like expat events or immigrant events. And then I was looking at the (laughs) invited list and like adding as a friend, like (laughs) like they might have a foreign name. Love clearly it. interested in the same topic Great. and I would just send them a message and like even to this date people are like oh you're that weird girl that stopped me in Hamburg on Facebook out. 10 years that's, ago I'm like yep that's great so reaching out it's so yeah, yeah. not being scared to do so okay I love that's that it. yeah it, I think it's all that you kind of sometimes had to be in a situation where you have no choice you know because none of us like to be vulnerable or say we need help or it's sometimes hard to make the first move and be that person that does it but sometimes you just don't have a choice and I don't think that had I had another option I would have done it this way because it's not the easy way either mm-hmm. but it's also once you get started it becomes easy because <laughs> once yeah. you do it first few times like oh this is not so bad like hi yeah. like this is me this is why I'm here this is why I think we should connect right um, and then the chances are that other person is looking for the same thing. If you look for them in the right places, you'll find people looking for exactly the same thing. So the response is going to always be, yeah, you're going to have that response, that happy response from someone because you like-minded people exactly. coming together, wanting the same thing. Yeah. Right? And that's why you have to find the right people. Yeah. That's the, that's the key. You yeah. need to be looking for the right people because if you go around going, hi, will you be my friend or do you want to connect? And you're like, why? Why would <laughs> I want you? to connect? So you, first of all, you need to really identify with yes. who do you want to connect with? Like, yes. who do you want to have in your circle? So you've got like-minded you interests, to- for example. You might have similar, like you said about the groups, finding similar groups that you might have an interest in and then saying, well, if this person loves yoga as well, they're probably going to be quite similar-minded to me and so on. Exactly. Okay. So the first kind of advice I always give to people is um, – really sit down and think about who you want to connect with. Like, who are they? Where are they online? Because mine were on Facebook, but other people's might be on Instagram. They might be on a different platform. We also used Meetup back in the day. It's not such a powerful platform anymore, but it used to be. And so it's like, well, this is me. Where where am I? Um, I'm in these platforms. So that's a good place to start. And write down a list of the kind of things that you're looking for in people. Like, is it an age demographic? Is it a stage of life? Is it a, a shared interest? and then try to work out where they might be. And so then you're kind of removing some of the hurdles to contacting people um, because you can, you're kind of, uh, you're kind of choosing a niche. You're already working out who you might be able to connect with and who would be responsive to your outreach as well. And so mm. you don't have so many like awkward experiences in the beginning or like not nobody replying and stuff. So yeah, and it, it, it just make it a nice experience for yourself yeah. to outreach and find these people. So it started off with just kind of six of you initially. Yeah. And then how did that start to grow further? Because yeah, it was so Hamburg is where you were at the time. Yeah, right. It was Hamburg, and so the first meetup there was like six of us. Because my focus was always really in real life, 
So again, it depends what kind of community do you want to build? Is it going to be strictly online? Is it strictly offline? Or is it a mixture, like a hybrid of the both? And so my outcome, like really what I wanted to have, what I was very, very clear on was I wanted to have in real life friends, like in my city where I was at. And so that means having to meet up in real life. So my goal was to connect with people online to meet up with them in real life. Nice. And so the very first one was like six or seven of us. And it just grew very gradually at the next one, eight or nine, and then 11 or 12 just super gradual because I wasn't focused on growth and acquiring people etc etc <laughs> I was genuinely looking for the right people yeah and to okay. create like meaningful connections not just connecting for the sake of connecting but yeah. really like depth of connection quality um, quality over quantity isn't it a hundred percent a hundred percent and so that's important whether you're building like a like a non-profit organization or an interest-based community or even a business the same real applies and so yeah it just started off really really slow again I was very much just focusing on my own personal needs which was to have friends in the city and feel at home and not feel lonely and it just kind of grew very very organically because it was a genuine authentic need you know I wasn't there with a desire to actually sell somebody a product or mm. anything like that because people are not stupid people pick up on these things in two seconds it wasn't an ulterior to... motive yeah it's just exactly. a genuine yeah yeah, and Action. I think people identified with that as well. And that, oh, like I want friends too. Oh, it's not weird that we say we're lonely or that we want friends because as well, I mean, I was brought up in the 80s and 90s. There was a, bit, a lot of stigma around saying you were lonely. That was like a, mm. a, a sign of failure, yeah, you know? So but true. it's really not the case the way we live our lives. We're very, very mobile. We move through countries. We change jobs. We change cities so much more now than ever, ever before. Mm. Um, and we don't have the tools. Yeah. We weren't, weren't given the tools because this is a new way of living, really, yeah. a new way to live. And so it was just nice and very freeing to say, hey, I'm lonely. I feel socially isolated. I don't know anyone. And then people go, oh, yeah, me too. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was that was really, really nice at the time. Great. Fantastic. So then when, how did you start to, because of course then it kind of went from being locally to then, I mean, regionally and now yeah. globally, but where was the kind of um, the idea, I guess, to then say, hey, yeah. let's recreate this now elsewhere. When when was that light bulb moment for you that you kind of then said, you know, I don't want to just contain this just for me and my new group of friends. Let's do this and be inspired yeah. to help women everywhere. It wasn't me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so what happened was that the community kind of grew in Hamburg over 18 months. And I think we had quite, I think maybe about a thousand members by that point. Wow. And that, they weren't all coming to the events, but we're having more and more regular events. So some people were just kind of engaging online. Um, and a lot of us, and there, a lot of people were using the community to just meet their own friends and do their own thing. And then we also had these official like Girl Grand International events. Actually, it wasn't even called Girl Grand International at the time. It was called Hamburg International Women. So you can tell I had no plans to scale because okay. that's not a scalable <laughs> name. Just Hamburg only. And, this is yeah. as far as we're going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, one member came to me and said, oh, I'm leaving Hamburg. 
because that's what we do we're very transient of course and she said um like this community has been a lifeline to me it's how I've met all my friends it's how I find my apartment it's how I felt at home in the city wow how can I recreate that when I go to the next city I was like oh very good question and at the same time somebody else came to me and said hi I'm moving away from Hamburg to Amsterdam oh my goodness Um, like this community is everything to me I want to have it when I go to Amsterdam do you have it in Amsterdam I was like nope but you (laughs) could start it (laughs) yeah and And this is the beginning so that was basically yeah that's exactly what happened I was like why don't you recreate it and so that's not as easy (laughs) as it sounds because when you build a community you've created a culture Mm. you know you have these implicit maybe unspoken rules and principles and guidelines that you have a procedure you have a practice that you've accumulated and built over over time just for it to work in a healthy way yeah it's like you don't necessarily have to have that as your main intention but as you grow you find okay you know we do this and we don't do that Mm. or we organize events in a certain way so that they work because you make mistakes and you're like oh actually no you do these three things to have the perfect in life event yeah. um, and you don't do these three things and so over time you start to create a procedure you start to learn you start to create your own formula yeah. for building your community and so what I did when people started to ask if they could take it with me is I had to just sit down and extract yeah. what we yeah. were doing yeah I was like what are we doing why is this working almost like yeah, a like, franchise really in a way yeah. of trying to put that formula yeah. down on paper exactly. to make it be cookie cutter without being cookie yeah. cutter because there's so yeah. much heart involved but to make sure yeah. it was done right by the same yeah the same method yeah. same values the same everything okay fantastic exactly that and so then we kind of created like a startup procedure just to lay the same kind of foundations and plant the same seeds that were planted in Hamburg and to almost guarantee the same kind of level of success over the same timeline and of course it took a while but we got there were you hands-on with that though were you a support line through each one of those people okay just to yeah. make, kind of be there as a protocol, be there as a sounding board to exactly. direct them and advise them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think I, that's it. I always look at myself in a supportive function because I'm nobody's boss. The last thing anybody needs <laughs> is another boss. And the this is not about me trying to control because the more control you you exert, the less creativity and ownership you give to others, and you need that in order for your community to work in Amsterdam and Madrid. I am not there. This is all to do with the other community leader. So I'm like, how can I help them do what I did? And so you have to have a complete free flow of information. You have to be extremely available in the beginning um, to convey how you built this community to help them answer all their questions. Um, And also just say, do this and don't do that, but in a a nice way, you know, like you have to explain yourself why you can't do things. um because why make the same mistakes over and over so I think because I was always in the trenches like learning people could see that that I wasn't just saying these are the rules because I said so it's like no I can tell you why like we did this experience from it yeah Yeah. okay and I think people and I think that's the difference between management and leadership so I definitely think when you're building community even though we say the term community management we're really talking about leadership Okay. Like wow. good, healthy, sound leadership because people have to want to follow you. Yeah. <laughs> and if they want to follow you, then they'll happily recreate um, 
or follow the guidelines happily because they trust you. Of course. Great. And I guess also an extension of that is when you've got the right people going away and doing that, they're going to go through their own experiences to then come back and say, well, actually, I found that this is working better. And great. Wow. Yeah. Now let's roll that out all over here then. And then that's the beauty (laughs) of all of it, really. Wow. Exactly. Because I never claim to know everything. Yeah. I never, I think I've kind of, learned how to build community for sure but that only takes you so far then you have to customize it for the city that you're in and Mm. the kind of members you have because the women who might move to Amsterdam are actually quite different sometimes the women that move to Shanghai maybe there's more teachers English teachers in Shanghai compared to Amsterdam so you have a slightly different demographic yes you share that you all live overseas but you do have to respect the fact that the members um are not the same people you know so you have to leave a lot of room to be able to like uh to customize the community and also open up huge feedback channels so between me and the community managers but also with the members too and so yeah for sure like you have to just listen 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 and learn from others as well like I've learned from all the community managers that built GGI with me it wasn't just me I can never ever say oh I did this all on my own nope (laughs) this is completely co-created yeah I understand that sometimes I'm the face of it and whatever but behind the scenes um there's like over a thousand women that have built Gilgan International with me amazing it's amazing really they're phenomenal oh my goodness the most smart (laughs) intelligent I'm sure that's women ever but I mean 10 years I mean congratulations it's a huge accomplishment and achievement and I mean even more so in this current climate to have this in even I mean you know right now the community is everything at a time that people yeah. are feeling more isolated and lonely than ever before exactly. um you know or can't get back to different countries or be with family or be with friends so to be able yeah. to have um a lifeline which is what girl gone international is for many i think members it's true it's like i think we realize more now than ever the needs for community it's just a basic human need you know it's something we always always had and it just got taken away from us <laughs> for like I don't know maybe a hundred years since industrialization until before then we all lived in communities it's how we functioned we didn't ever question it or think about it <laughs> and then yeah. until it went away and then we realized how like mental health is a huge issue and and then we realize, oh, what's missing from our lives? Just being community, that connection, that fear of others is kind of crept back in. You can tell now by like, society and politics, but the fear of others, um, the loneliness epidemic is just shocking right now. And I think what's happened now with the pandemic is that there's more conversation around it than ever before this needs for community and that community actually solves a lot of problems including personal mental health for sure and in ggi we've had a huge um growth spurt as well and directly linked to the pandemic and more people wanting to step up and do something take action and that can look like starting a community and so we've had a massive growth spurt. I think like on actually today we open 18 new communities across the world so I think that takes us my maths is pretty bad but I think that's like maybe 220 cities wow it's amazing it's amazing yeah but it just shows us the need you know (sighs) you have it it's a need it's not like I'm saying hi would you like to open a community I've never ever asked anyone that supply and demand (laughs) really in the most basic form when there's you know it really is filling that gap because people genuinely want it and I think what's so beautiful about 
your entire community that you've you and this amazing tribe of women have created i just love that it's kind of you know we've we are we are all online we live in a digital world yeah. and that's really you've seen that change and you've been growing with that change over all these years um but if you are you know it's one o'clock in the morning and you're you're sad or you're you know you're not feeling well you know you're feeling depressed or you you know and you've got someone always there you can reach out yeah. i've seen it you know i'm you you know see on my own feed there's always activity going on you know with women in the different girl gone international communities and it's fantastic it's just having that lifeline to connect individuals together yeah. to connect them in groups it can kind of take it or leave it it's always there it's a support line yeah. that's just there and i think that's just it's so and I powerful think as well, it's just we facilitated this very natural like women to women support you know like women love to help other women we love to do it it's just very hard to find out how to do it and in the right ways to do it so it's almost like we've created like a safe space where you can help your help is wanted <laughs> and then we kind of show you how to best uh, direct your help mm. as well and support because we do want to help each other also we've all lived these crazy wild lives we've like won we've lost we've gone the right way we've gone the wrong way and we've just accumulated so much wisdom that we're desperate to pass on to other women so it's like we're true. screaming like don't make the same mistakes I did like I will show you the way like follow yeah. me and of course people don't people need to <laughs> make their own mistakes and go their own journey but just being able to share um, a lot of wisdom and uh, and learning helps other women so much. Um, it's just like, even when we're talking about like, domestic abuse and things like that, like some people just don't know the red flags to look for because you've never had that conversation. Yeah. And so what I've noticed recently is a lot of conversation around domestic abuse and people saying, I didn't even know that counted. I didn't know that was a red flag. And these kind of things, like if you're not having a conversation, um, you don't, learn you don't know unless course. and where would you that have that conversation normally how would exactly. you unless it was with a, a fellow friend who was experiencing yeah. it and sharing about it so again it's just wow that's that's amazing and that makes a huge impact in people's lives it's life-changing I mean things yeah, especially sure. in areas like that that's a, a huge difference someone yeah, just, really just create, yeah just that we need to create these safe spaces because Online can be a scary place. Like you're dealing with people you don't know. And so really it's kind of, I feel it's an obligation to create safe spaces online. And then of course help people meet offline, but online community building is, is always, always challenging. And the good thing with like platforms like Facebook, for sure they've had a bad rap, but like I've personally like witnessed firsthand, like the amount of resources and time and effort and people they're putting into building safe spaces online again, because they right. recognize this too, okay. that um, these tools need to be used for good. Yeah. And so it's not just Facebook, of course, it's other other um, platforms that are popping up around the edges as well, who also recognize this need that we are online, we are a digital generation, and now we need to kind of make these spaces really, really safe so that we can have these very important conversations. So how do you make how do you make them safe? Do you have people who monitor the groups to make sure that everyone does abide by yeah. the rules, you know, just to be kind and courteous and respectful and things like that? Yeah, it's first of all, you have to have a super clear like mission, like what's the purpose of your group? Why are you doing what you're doing? And so then you're kind of saying like, join this group, join this community, if you believe the same thing. So you have to be really like clear what your belief systems are and your value systems are so that people can kind of choose 
like oh I, oh I think the same way I believe the same things like of course don't join only places that have the same opinion as you that's not helping anyone like be in environments that are challenging but in a safe way but I think values are values it's really good to have a shared set of values and once you've known that as well you can kind of build your rules so if you're building an online community you go okay these are our values and so in order to uphold our values and these are the six rules that we follow in order to do that this will create a safe space yeah. like for example in our group we have like um no shaming no yeah. judgment and no shaming right. you can learn from each other you can have a conversation but there's no need to shame someone else just because of, of a different um, set of beliefs um, and that helps us really guide these conversations and creating a safe space as well so that you feel that you can say anything and not be attacked wow. and not be judged and so you're kind of invited to have a conversation but you're not invited just to throw out your opinion <laughs> or say something um disempowering or insulting to someone else just walk out the room that's not what we do here we, yeah. we have a conversation <laughs> in a yeah. safe space and then we have things like we are our value is friendship we really really value friendship and so as a result we don't do any selling in our communities so that you know you come into a community and we want to be friends with you we don't want to sell something to you so or if right. you have a connection with another woman that that person is there because they want to be friends with you, not because they want to sell a product. Yeah, um, nice. And so again, that creates a really nice, safe environment as well, because so, you understand everyone's motivations yes. for being there and yes. why they want to talk to you. So that's also important. It comes from a genuine place, which is, which again, fundamentally is what the whole group in the beginning was all about. So I love that it goes exactly. right down to it's the like, current yeah. day of values yeah and I don't think, the and there's started. a lot of things have changed yeah like the way you build communities online has changed like the products change the platforms have changed in fact they've really really improved but tell our us about community that. mission and vision hasn't changed uh, tell us a bit more about that because you uh you have been uh having the odd trip over to facebook if i can share that to you because <laughs> you've you've expanded obviously you have girl gone international but now i mean you've been doing lots of public speaking you've been yeah. um uh, uh you've been hired by different companies or brands or teams to help them and guide them and educate them again based yeah. on everything you've learned in these last 10 years to help apply yeah. it in their own world so if you can just Exactly. a little bit more about kind of sure. what you've so, been yeah what you can <laughs> so, legally obviously with any yeah. confidentiality <laughs> i might not mention names no, necessarily no. but um, <laughs> um no i would say like from like 2010 to just honestly like, just the last few years like um, so girl getting touch doesn't make any money it was never intended to make money people are always shocked <laughs> that it doesn't make any money or we're not geared up to do that um, we are aiming for sustainability for sure over the next few years, but um, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's a non-profit organization because that involves a lot of paperwork in the UK. So we're just a community, you know, like a, a friendship-based community. Um, and so it's never been somewhere where I've personally gained uh, monetarily in any way, shape or form. And so of course I had to think around the edges, like, mm, how am I going to pay my rent? And how am I yes. going to eat? And um, so, Basically, I was kind of like super, super skint for years and years. Um, quite proudly so, because I kind of liked living my shambolic, crazy life in Mallorca. <laughs> um, but then I kind of realized I couldn't do that forever because I was hitting 40. I was like, mm, maybe I have to look after old Anne. Yes. And so I started thinking, okay, like, what can I do? Like, how can I turn what I've learned about building communities and bringing people together? How can I turn that into something that I can have a nice career from or build a business yeah. around. 
Um, and so again, I had to sit down, as you do, and like write it down in paper. I was like, what skills have I gained really? Like, and write them all down. Like, what have I learned? What do I know that other people don't know? What do I know that I think is just that everyone knows, but it's not true? What, what questions are people asking me? What, if they're asking for help, what are they really asking for? And what do I think is like second knowledge, but is actually really like niche specialist knowledge? Yeah. And so once I wrote that down, I was like, oh, actually, I have quite a lot to go on here. Yeah. <laughs> so I just kind of started off like really slowly. I just doing like small like social media projects. Um, and then I realized, oh, the kind of area I'm in is like brand community building, which is marketing. Mm-hmm. And I actually um, did international marketing and economics at university. So a lot of my brain, old brain started kicking in okay. when I started going down this kind of road. And I started to apply a lot of economic principles, probably subconsciously um to community building so I know like building I don't want to bore you it's not <laughs> that interesting for now but I kind of started building out a theory on like how to um basically ignite grow and scale a community wow. where that be like a non-profit community where that be uh just a, a purpose driven topic driven community or a brand community um, or also a social network platform so or an app that's just about to launch yeah. and they want to know how to get their first customers and um, supply demand side and so I kind of tested out this model and it seemed to work for all of these kind of um, different sectors amazing and yeah and so basically that's what I do now is I kind of have this kind of formula that does seem to work very successfully. And as a result, I do work with some of the largest companies in the world, like showing them how to build community around their product, around their business, around their app that's about to launch, around their new social network platform that's going to be released. And yeah, doing that very happily and successfully. (laughs) It's amazing. And I love that it's something that you obviously... Uh, when you said about the economic side of things, something from university, it was obviously a passion right then. And then to be no, able to apply I, it. No, it's the opposite. I oh. always regretted it. I was like, why did I waste six years of my life oh. studying international economics? And no. it's not until recently, literally hey, 20 presto. years later. Yeah. It's all coming into play. There was a reason why I did it. And now <laughs> I know why. That's, I yeah. love that. So you went out there, you've created this amazing, I mean, Girl Gone and International now is what, 500,000 in the community? Yeah, I mean, yeah. plus, definitely. It keeps, keeps growing. Oh, yeah, the numbers keep Facebook on going up. tells me the numbers. I don't count them. <laughs> and then you went, and then, and then everything you've learned from that, you went away and have created your own business, your own, what you now do for a living while still running Girl Gone International though and heading it up and supporting everyone throughout the whole community and all of your different managers but then now taking all that you've learned and to be helping other people to go away and to do amazing things with their own communities that's amazing I mean it's really (laughs) wow wow I just want to say to everyone listening I'm sure you've got goosebumps like me I mean look you know you're such a a a beacon of light of an example of a woman to go away and just literally again marching to the beat of your own drum just following your passion following your heart doing something that you are only doing it because out of your need your want your reasons nothing to do with anyone else for no other purpose at all and from that only good comes 
from that only the you know and it doesn't matter how long it takes because it's always about building foundations brick by brick and it is quality over quantity and then to see where that's now in 10 years you know it's you know 10 years it's a lot of time but also in many ways it's not you know and so Mm -hmm. to see where you've come from to where you are now it's amazing really I mean just tremendous and all the people impacted (laughs) as well it's I do I do hope that it gives other people hope because literally 10 years ago I had nothing like absolutely nothing I was an absolutely miserable marriage I'd made I was sitting there counting the mistakes I'd made (laughs) the wrong turns I'd taken it's like how am I going to get myself out of this situation I do not like this version of my life I don't like this version of myself and like turned 30 on my 30th birthday I was sitting in a Uban station in the middle of Vienna crying because I had fucked everything up and it turns out that I hadn't (laughs) and so I think that kind of knew at the back of my mind I had to turn this around I had to take everything I'd done like all the mistakes and I had to turn it around and turn it into gold I don't know if I can swear on your program but like I was talking about like turning your shit into gold (laughs) I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tick the box for the (laughs) to have the symbol on this episode then thanks Anne without using the f word it's just not natural to me it's all good um, good. but it's true and I think a lot of people can do that doesn't matter where you are you just need to create a really strong vision of where you want to go Mm -hmm. and not put too many time constraints on it as well because don't stress yourself out you need to flow with this so I think I just on my 30th birthday I was like I need to change this all around like I I don't I I love there's certain aspects of my life that I love um I love I'd realized I started to teach a little bit of English now I love like just communicating with people which surprised me <laughs> and I loved listening to people which also shocked me because I didn't think I was much of a listener um and so I realized I like that and I like living overseas that's the only two things really that I liked and so I was like how can I do that but be independent how do I get out of this life I'm in um, and how do I have complete freedom I just wanted my freedom back that's really really I just wanted a life where I just felt free and so that was my driver so you can have to tap into what's what's your real motivation why do you really 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 want to make this change because that will drive you because to build a business to do anything um and to reach a level of success that you want to attain no matter if that's financially or whatever it doesn't success means different things to different people you have to work Mm. you have to really really work (laughs) yeah you have to want it so badly as well of course that drive that passion that's that's inside of you it's that fire in your belly that keeps your you motivated and keeps you moving forward and jump gets you jumping out of bed every day and doing what you do but it's a lot of how do you do that but keep a sense of peace how do you not get stressed how do you keep your anxiety low how do you keep enough money coming in so that you don't just pack it all in yeah (laughs) and so there's a lot to you have to be like very very mentally strong so you need to be driven but you also have to really work on your kind of what's in my mental toolbox like how do I get through the hard days how do I not give up how do I not get crushed under the waves of anxiety or or whatever and so yeah it's a huge project it's a huge undertaking which is why you need to have this very clear vision of who you are in the future where do you want to get to and then find ways to enjoy the journey getting there right because you've got to be at peace there's no point in suffering don't do anything if you're suffering exactly very true. I think anyone who's um, who's listening, I think on the you've covered a little bit just now, but 
how would someone who let's say they're just in their first year of business you know let's say it's kind of rewind right back to 2010 or you're let's say you were just starting yourself right now how would you just what would be your advice for someone to just even get started I mean I love what you said and I think that's very true right now about the finding you know doing a little bit of uh, Facebook stalking and looking in groups and joining groups and seeing you know finding people and reaching out to people I think that's brilliant because that's it's so important and something I don't think many people would even think about doing or people, too yeah. scared people to are do. People scared of each other mm. yeah there's also that it's like people think that other people are competition it's yes. absolutely it's not all in your head. true yeah. you will get some bad eggs yeah. for sure of course but just make sure that your radar is on and if somebody gives you a weird feeling or a bad feeling just walk away from them you yeah. don't have to get your gut is always right you're all, always. always right yeah exactly <laughs> but don't let, yeah but don't let the experiences of a bad a few bad eggs like off. turn you off to mm-hmm. working in synergy with others and connecting with others and sharing your own knowledge mm-hmm. with others as well because people are very like they're very protective of what they have and what they've learned yeah. but it honestly doesn't get you very far it will get you to a certain level but you'll get there stressed and anxious you need and alone other you know? people you need to you, you do 100 and again not to I, I always used to say it at the the breakfasts you know um you're only depriving yourself Yes. of opportunities of relationships if you don't you know rip that band-aid off and go out there and you don't know it until you try you know and yes. I remember we used to have some amazing stories and I remember one um uh, woman one of the last meetings we had 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 said to me gosh Justine I really heard those words and it was a woman who had a similar business to me and she'd sent me a message on Facebook and I didn't open it because I was just like why is she messaging me you know why you know what does she want so she didn't open it and then it was kind of my word were ticking around in her in her mind and then she's like well maybe I'm I'm you know denying myself a friendship or opportunity I need to see what she wants and sure enough she'd opened a shop and she wanted to stock her product even though they did similar (laughs) stuff and so she was like oh my goodness I can't believe I was going to deprive myself that opportunity and a friendship and a relationship all because I was too scared of what she may or may not have had to say but half the time we allow ourselves to get so consumed by what we think someone else you know we feel threatened or all these negative things that we've become accustomed to um, or conditioned ourselves to whether it's through school or life or bad relationships and people who have made us that way and we've protected ourselves so much but to sometimes you've just got to yeah you've got to step outside of that and and see what's out there and see who's out there and what you can do with them and the magic and the possibilities are endless yeah and I often find as well it's this synergy so it's true if you can stop thinking of people as competition or threats and see them as partners friends Mm. like-minded people and you get together over a glass of wine or a coffee between the two of you you will come up with something even bigger and better than you would have ever thought on your own i see this over time and time especially with women time and time again there's power (laughs) when women come together and there's enough you know there's enough out there there's enough we forget how many people there are in the world you know there's enough people out there if you have a business you will both survive out there and you will survive even longer and healthier and happier if you're doing it together if you've got each other's backs you know and and it it just makes you feel good yeah (laughs) it just makes you feel safer in the world if you're not doing it alone if you feel that you're not if you feel that you're the only one it's the most disempowering thought you can ever have yeah and don't create that situation for yourself so like see past your 
fears and anxieties and bad experiences and like open doors by like speaking to people because you've no idea what will happen from a conversation or a coffee or a message on Facebook completely <laughs> brilliant things can happen completely well I think that kind of quite nicely ties us up for today um thank you so much and really I think um everything that you shared I think it's going to really resonate um on lots of different levels with everyone listening and and, um, and I've really enjoyed having you on and having our chat as well. So thank you so much. And uh, yeah, congratulations again on your 10-year anniversary of Girl Gun International you. and wishing you a really fantastic day. Thank you so thank much. You, you too. Bye. Bye. Well, that was amazing. I hope you all loved that as much as I loved having Anne on to chat. I hope you really enjoyed everything that she had to share with you all just now and our chat. Um, wow, super inspiring. And and I really hope that it really resonated with many of you on lots of different levels, actually, lots of different layers of things that we did touch on. Um so that's it for today. Uh, next podcast, in two weeks' time, we'll be talking about core values and philosophy. And I'll be sharing with you everything that I have kind of implemented in Mind We Bueno, how I started it from the beginning and had that in me from the, from, from the very start. And it's dictated everything, every decision I make and how I operate and who I deal with. Um, so, yeah, but I hope that uh, today has really kind of pushed you again off that cliff to go and do things anything that's ticking away in your mind at the moment that you still haven't done and you said you would do last time you listened to the podcast but you still haven't done it here's your two-week marker reminder again you need to go and get going with it and those of you who want to start building a community now and haven't known where to start that today's episode may have given you that confidence and uh, given you the tools and some guidance in order to go away and just rip that band-aid off and go and start doing it. I loved uh, what Anne said about the uh, reaching out to others and I think finding your people, finding your tribe, uh, so very, very important. Um, and that's it for today, everyone. So thank you as always for listening. Please do hit the subscribe button if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Please also, if you could hit the stars to review the podcast, which will help more people to see it as well, would be really great and much appreciated. And that's it for today. So enjoy your next fortnight. Have a great next two weeks. And um, yeah, see you. see you for the next one in a couple of weeks' time, everyone.